Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Tillman. We're doing a deep dive into our favorite reality shows. And And this this is is our our Fresh Perspective. Hello. Good morning. Hello, hello. I did not have time to watch the Kardashians, so like... Oh, I haven't seen the Kardashians in weeks. Okay, good. I didn't... (laughs) I I thought we were maybe recapping it, but that's great. I mean, I do. I am thinking now maybe we should have thought of something to recap because... I guess we did say we'd recap the Kardashians, but... And this is gonna be like a 20 minute conversation I, yeah that's fine yeah okay welcome back to yet another episode breaking down the plaths oh my favorite mm-hmm. this episode was good i liked this episode yeah. better than the last episode and i've also i have a, I have a bunch of thoughts because i've been going on seeing what people are talking about online and people kind of have different thoughts than us so really yeah well i sent you that one link where they were said that Lydia was in love with Ethan. And that was kind of our thoughts. Yeah, I can see that. That's not super shocking. No, yeah. I think that's everyone's general. What are these other, other thoughts? Well, so we were both kind of like good for Kim, getting out there, getting a, having a right. life. The people on Reddit, which granted, this is a subpopulation who might be like incels or something. Although I don't know if people on Plathville Reddit are incels, but they were all like, how could Kim abandon her family? And part of me feels like that comes from a like misogynistic place. Like if Kim has any sense of her life, she is therefore abandoning her children. Yeah. And it also, because she's not staying in that home, doesn't mean she's abandoning like her children. Yeah. We got like a couple of scenes without her, with the rest of the family. But I don't know, is it fair to say that because she is exercising and going to the gym and starting her own career. Is that like so unfair to these kids? I don't know that. I I don't know if I agree with that. I don't agree with that in the slightest. Yeah. I also teases next episode that she's with the kids. Yeah. I know she hasn't abandoned them. I think that's unfair to say that. And I saw one comment that was like, these kids are getting the short end of the stick because all the other kids got to have her around the whole time. And it's like, Kids don't need their mom home 24-7 for her to be a good mom. I think it's yeah, actually yeah. probably better for these kids to have some independence, see their mom become like a career woman in her 40s. I agree. That's just kind of, I think that's a crazy assumption that like, okay, she's now started a career. She's not at home 24-7. She's not a stay-at-home mom now. And now she's abandoning her children. Like, I think that's really unfair to Kim. Me too, but it's like the vast majority of the people in the comments were like, yeah. And they were like, this is what Ethan was saying, that she's a narcissist. It's like, you can have your own life separate from your kids and not be a narcissist. You can leave your controlling husband and not be a narcissist. Yeah, and the way she was talking about it, I felt like, I felt really bad for her, actually, when she was like, Barry was trying, saw that it was working and stopped because he thought he was done. Like yeah. doing whatever he needed to do. And that's just not the case. And I had to leave. I think that's very fair. That, yeah, that kind of broke my heart. And Barry, and it made me sad, like that scene where he hugs Olivia crying. That was like really heartbreaking to see. Yeah. But it's not like, I do kind of feel like he's painting her out to be a bit of an evil villain. He doesn't seem to be taking very much responsibility. He has those some scenes where he's like, I guess I wasn't taking good enough care of her. But like, yeah. At the end of the day, he's like, I don't know why this is happening. I'm so confused. He doesn't seem to be able to understand that she needs to have something for herself. Yeah. Barry doesn't get it. No. Barry doesn't get it. 
And that kind of frustrates me. I also feel like he's inadvertently turning the kids against her. You think? Well, not he, to, to his credit, he's not saying anything bad. Like your mom is evil and she abandoned me, but he's a little bit like, you know, Isaac's like, why is this happening? And he's like, I don't know, which does put it on Kim. That's you know? true. And he if also he was like, like, you've noticed she's not here, you know, yeah, things like that build up. Right. I think there's a way to approach it where he could have been like, you know, mom's so passionate about her dance studio. She and I decided it would be best to take a break to figure out how we're going to move forward, both working or something like that. Rather make it seem like a mutual decision rather than being like, daddy got abandoned. That means you kids are abandoned and we all hate mom now. Right. That's kind of what I felt like a little bit. It did tease in the next episode that they're going to have, the kids are going to have a talk with with Kim and I'm excited to see that and because it teases Amber being like, like what did it say at the end did you watch it no but I think is that where she does kind of turn on Kim yeah she was yeah. just like seems like maybe you should work harder or like <sighs> oh it was why aren't you the I was confused by this because she was like you're the one that's leaving why aren't you the one that's moving out um <gasps> Barry's going to move out? I don't know, because, like, it's only said that Kim is living in the rental houses. Also, she can't win. She doesn't want to be with Barry anymore. She moves out. She abandons her family. She doesn't want to be with Barry anymore. So he moves out. Now she's the bad guy. Like, there's no way for her to, which I guess I could see if my mom was leaving my dad. I would be like, there's no way. There's no win for her. But it does seem a little unfair. No matter what she does, she's going to be the villain. Yeah. It is kind of scary. But part of me is like, I mean, Ethan seems more triggered by her than his dad. So like, she probably is the more actively controlling member of the family. But I don't know. I still think Barry's pulling strings behind the scenes. I kind of think so too. Like, I mean, they pulled that quote on her that she said a couple years ago, like in season one or two, and where she was like, you should go into marriage, eyes wide open. And then Mm. when you get married, you should be eyes uh, shut or eyes half shut. Wait, yeah. Can we break down what that means? Because I don't get it. (laughs) I think she was just like, you should go in to your marriage or like be before marriage, just like open to everything and like asking questions, being curious, keep asking questions, keep being curious. (laughs) Um, And then when you get married you should turn a blind eye to like things that you don't agree with. Oh. You're okay, I kind of thought she was saying that, but I was like, there's no way that's her advice. I think that's what she was saying. Cause when, yeah, I think you're right. Cause she was kind of caught. She didn't know really how to answer that question. Cause she was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel right now. And like, that's, that was a couple years ago. You know, I was like, I am curious what changed so drastically where she was, like, yeah, Barry can do whatever and I'll turn a blind eye to all of a sudden. She's like, no, not only do I need to have my own career and start working out and having a life of my own, I also need to leave Barry. Like, I'm so curious what triggered this. Because these episodes were only filmed a few months apart. I know. Absolutely crazy. I don't... I wonder that too, because I was like, something had to shift. Like, something had to happen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it's a buildup of years of frustration that boiled over. 
Right. She also might have seen the show or something or episodes or like I I get the sense that she cares more about she and Barry both I think care about the public image a lot or they wouldn't have a show. I could see the kids being half in half out, but I think she and Barry want to look good. There's this documentary I found of them back in 2017 and I meant to watch it. I'll send it to you. That was before the show. And so I'm very curious to watch that. Yeah. We'll have to watch that and report on it next week. Yes. I was also shocked during all this, how Amber got her first confessional like interview. (gasps) I know. I was like, oh, she's all grown up. Oh my God. She's one of like the older kids now. Yeah. They're allowing her to be on TV. She did. She seemed old too. Like she, um, she, she was only 12, but I honestly thought she was going to be older. Yeah, she got really, really tall, like, very quickly. Yeah, I know. She's super tall looking, and she's just, like, old looking. Crazy. Um, I Yeah, all the, like, strife between them two in this episode was a lot. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was hard to see the kids all there while this kind of, we're starting, and to... Top, but at the end when Barry's crying into Olivia's arms and the kids are just standing there, like wow. it's intense. Oh, the one moment that like made me, I hated it. It was that when he hugged Lydia and he was like, you know, it takes a man eight seconds to feel like a hug or something, but it only takes a woman three. And then Lydia was like, but it takes a real man to cry as he's like sort of kind of crying and then they look over at Isaac and Barry just goes, you'll get there. Yeah. That that whole exchange was so weird. I was like, I don't know what the three seconds into a hug versus eight seconds is supposed to mean. The whole, it takes a real man to cry is such a, which I agree with first of all, but I was like, what Lydia, like, are you talking? And poor Isaac didn't want to get dragged into this. You'll get there. What? Don't worry. You'll call about cry about your mom abandoning you soon. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? You just, ah. Mm. I just hated that. I didn't like any of it. Yeah, I didn't love that either. I also can't believe he did that in front of the cameras. Because I I have a lot of trouble taking out the context of the cameras being there. Like, I want to watch this and take it all in as it is. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, they are calling camera crews. They are setting up these conversations. The camera crews came and set up in their kitchen so Barry could do this. Did he really cry? That's the thing is I always wonder in like situations like this, and I've thought this about several other conversations in Clathville, is like, do you think that they happen before? Do you think that the conversation- And then they react, react to them, like, or do them again? Yeah, I think- they have these conversations. I feel like in my head, they have some sort of like consultation or whatever once a week with TLC executives. And they're like, this is what happened in our family or something. And then they're like, okay, we'll do that again. Because there's just no way any of these conversations, or they'll be like, like, do they have some sort of clause where they have to be really transparent about their lives? So they're like, okay, so by the way, Ethan and I are planning to talk about our marriage. And they're like, okay, Olivia, let's set up a time to do it then. Right. I or just, is it we just talked about our marriage and we want to do which it? Maybe it's like a good like mediator or like yeah to be like there's no escaping this. You have to talk about this now. Yeah, you're not getting. I'm away just so curious how they. I mean, I know they signed on to this, but I feel like I would be so hesitant to be having these real conversations that I could potentially have in private on camera. Yeah, 
And they just seem so raw. I have a hard time believing they'd be reenacted. I know that it's, it is hard to believe. And I, I, maybe they aren't. I, maybe they, but, but I don't know how they couldn't be reenacted. It's like Olivia always, like she breaks down really genuinely. I feel like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just wonder what that's going to do for the kids as far as like how they process emotion. If like the, especially the younger ones who have only, well, I guess the older ones too, because like they were pretty sheltered until the show. Yeah. The only way they've ever processed emotions is behind cameras. Yeah, that's so true. Because they've they've talked about how they had no ability to talk about things like this before the well, show. Like, and we see an Ethan, he just can't at all. Like, yeah. So at least the younger ones are learning how to talk about emotions. But like, it's gonna be weird that the only time that they've ever done it is behind a camera. Right? Can they have these conversations without like a producer standing there watching them? <laughs> yeah, and telling them like you have to speak about this. Yeah, that's really true. I don't know. I'm worried about these kids on all fronts. Yeah, me too. Speaking of Ethan's issues, I mean, in this episode, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, you're being awful to your wife. I know. The the, the car, car, like, dragging her up here to work at the... It, it kind of... First of all, I loved it, how enthusiastic she was to help out at the garage. But then I was like, she's really willing to, like, get her hands dirty, make Ethan's passion something that can work in their marriage. And he's sitting there sitting on this huge secret that he knows is going to make her blow her top. I know. And like the way that he told her, like, well, I didn't want you to come. Like I was planning on doing this by myself. And like, you came along. Yeah. Like that's so mean to Olivia. And like, yeah, I think she was going with some like ulterior motives, like make sure. So she could like keep some control and things and like be in the know, but, but that's like fine. I think like, I don't think there's much wrong with that. And it was she I think she also genuinely wanted to like un try to understand what he loves about these cars so much so it can like not be as big of a like issue in their marriage yeah I think and so too like, I think she, no yeah no she recognized that yeah I do think I agree there's some aspect of control but I think in the context of last time he did this he basically moved out I think it's okay to be like I want you to be able to enjoy this but like, I don't want you to leave me again or whatever. I don't want to be separated yeah. again. I think it's okay to put in those parameters and try and adjust his passion so that it does not break up their marriage again. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, but part of me is like, it's so hard to blame Ethan because I really don't think he has bad intentions. I think he just still cannot communicate, cannot make the right decisions emotionally. He really just doesn't know how to like say any of those things. And I don't know if he knows that saying you don't want your wife there is like an absolutely awful thing to say to someone. Like, I don't think that registers to him. Cause then afterwards he was like, why are you so upset? Like, yeah, that's a good point. He doesn't seem to, cause I don't think he would think it was a big deal. If Olivia was like, I'm going to go take pictures of a wedding and you can't come. He would be like, okay. Right. But like, since she sees these cars as something as like a issue that drives a wedge in their marriage. He also knows, he acknowledged that he used yeah. it as an escape. So I don't understand why it's so hard for him to understand why it would be upsetting for her when he goes and into like leave to go work on these cars. Like, yeah. He does. It's, how I love, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I loved him in season one. I thought he was so endearing. 
And at this point, season four, I I could not be married to him. I used to be like, no, I agree. He was so cute and sweet. And he was like exploring the world and like figuring it all out. But then after seeing how he handles conflict in the worst way possible. And like, I don't know if he's worked to change that. I know. It's not a helpful or beneficial way to like even the way that he handles issues. He has not changed. Yeah. Before it seems like maybe he didn't know a better alternative. Now he knows a better alternative and still makes the choice to be super conflict aversive and create issues and upset Olivia in ways that he knows sense over the edge. And he just is not willing to make adjustments for that. And I know that's like a big change, but like, God. I know. And it was also like, it was kind of cute when he was talking on the phone with Mariah at the garage, but it was a little bit like he was like, you know, some big brotherly advice. If she asks you, if you knew about this, just lie. It's going to be fine. Like he seemed so unbothered by the fact that Olivia was going to be upset by this. He just didn't seem worried. And maybe he was just like masking his emotions, but he just didn't seem worried about upsetting her. Yeah, he really didn't. Um, in his interviews, he did though. He was well. He knew that it would, which I don't think this would have been a big issue had he just told her in the beginning. Yeah, if he's like, when we were separated, I bought a car. That's you guys were separated. He didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, so he bought a car. Fine. I don't understand why it's such a big deal either. Like, why is it the end of the world that he bought a car? Like, and now the issue is not right. that you bought a car; it's that you kept it from her for so long. And the fact that he kept it for so long kind of makes it seem like it was his backup. Like right. when he, it's kind of like he had it set up for when things go wrong, he'll go and work on his secret car. That's not a great look. No, it's not. Not a good look. Mm-mm. It was cute though, how much he actually ended up liking Olivia being there. Yeah, it was sweet. And yeah, that other man was like, you're so lucky your wife. Philip. Yeah, yeah, Philip was telling him how lucky he was. And he seemed to be like, yeah, I am lucky. Yeah, like I think he really ended up liking her being there and liking her help, which I thought was cute. And like if he would move the cars to Tampa, it could be. Isn't there some garage he could keep them at or something while he's fixing it i don't know how garage no there was something about that last episode that he said he was just kind of denying it or like didn't want to even entertain the idea really i did think it was interesting though how i think olivia went into it a little bit naive thinking that if those cars are not in cairo that they wouldn't be tied to cairo yeah you're right thinking that that's the one thing keeping them there I think is a little, like, that's not going to happen. Like, you're always going to be tied there because that's his hometown and his parents are there, his siblings are there. Like, whether you like it or not, you have a tie to Cairo. Mm-hmm. And, like, the cars are just, like, the thing he's using currently. Yeah, I think it's unrealistic for her to have thought that they would never be going back there. Because they didn't really leave it with Kim and Barry like we're never speaking to again, right? It was no, kind they didn't. Of I didn't think so. Yeah. The base seemed to feel that way because he was like, I have no intention of speaking to my parents. When he goes there? Well, he said that in the episode. He was oh, like, okay. I have Wait, no, this new episode? No yeah. Oh, I missed that. I kind of thought he was, I just assumed he was going to. I wonder if he even is going to tell them. 
that he's there? I don't know. I mean, they they didn't show it on TV anyway. Yeah, and they they aren't showing previews of him talking to them. But I'm kind of like, I'm curious, do Micah and Mariah and Ethan know about their parents' separation? Do they know about Nigel? Do they know about their mom's dance studio? Like, it kind of feels like the little kids are bearing the brunt of this and the older kids aren't even talking about it. Yeah, they really aren't. I don't know how much they talk to them anymore. Because we haven't seen, the only scene that we have seen of them together is when Mariah was telling about uh, Max. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's it. It just seems like that's like a big thing that even in your 20s would be a big thing to deal with, your parents separating. And I'm yeah. surprised that they haven't talked about it yet. Me too. I don't know. Well, I wonder if we'll see that soon. Yeah. Hopefully. I feel like that could be a potential to bring the siblings back together. Yeah. Because it's always sweet when all the siblings are together. Like they, Yeah, I think so too. I kind of wish like we could have a scene where like Ethan and Olivia do a little getaway with all the kids. Yeah. Um, speaking of it's siblings, cool. Nathan and Mariah got a special scene together. I, they did have a special little scene together, which made me laugh. I also discovered that I think Nathan sounds like Kurt from Glee. Love that. I'm going to have to re-listen. Oh, yes, he has a little bit of, he sounds a little bit like Kurt Hummel. <laughs> um, Maybe he's not the best match for Mariah then if he sounds like Kurt. <laughs> perhaps not. I did think it was funny how both of them knew about the car and both of them were like, she's going to be. I know. I can't believe Nathan knew. I know. Like to Mariah, that's her sister-in-law. She kind of has a loyalty to Ethan. Nathan does not have a loyalty to Ethan. Yeah, none. That was weird. They also seemed like relatively unbothered. Like they were like, this is about to go down. This is going to be horrible. But like, they're just making their hot cocoa and not super worried about it. I know. I loved how like the conflict between like Ethan and Olivia is like huge and like a big like foundation of their marriage and the issue that Mariah and Nathan have in this episode is whether or not you make hot chocolate with water or milk. Yeah. And uh, that's the like, lover oh, spat yeah. I want. <laughs> yeah. That's what I signed on for, actually. There was, um, it seems like Olivia and Mariah are going to talk about it next episode when Olivia said something like, I want him to feel that pain or something like that when they're driving in the car. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no, I don't think I saw that. How did we both watch different teasers? I know, different episodes. <laughs> um, I saw something on Reddit, though, that and Nathan has a DUI. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Which he was, he did not, to me, seem capable of even, yeah, like, drinking underage. Maybe he's not underage. Yeah, he seems like 18, but I don't think he is. Yeah. Um, Actually, he might be. I mean, Olivia's 23, so I guess potentially he could be. This person found his mugshot and arrest record for DUI. Oh, my God. I know. That's insane. So I'm curious if that's a rebellion, like if he was kind of as smothered as the Plaths were. I would love to hear his back. I think that they, I want to know way more about their family because it does seem like there's a lot there. Yeah, they must not be want to be on the show because I feel like TLC would be happy to expand and expose a new fundamental family. Fundamental I agree. I think we need a spinoff. Yeah, we definitely do. I'm because we're getting a little bit bored at the Plaths. 
Yeah, the plots don't have as I feel like they're they're really grasping at like hairs. Yeah, no, they totally. Are. I'm I'm interested in the drama. I love it, but I'm getting skeptical about how real this is. Yeah, yeah. I think for shows like this, there's only so much until it becomes completely contrived because they got signed onto the show because of the strife between the older kids and the parents. Like that was the point of the show, and now that that's over, they don't really have a point anymore. Yeah. So. We'll see. Maybe TLC needs to contact us. Yeah, maybe we could come on, stir the pot, convince the um, Olivia's family to get, jump on. One, one, I'm just like, I had notes here of what I wanted to talk about. I know we kind of touched on this last time. What is the timeline? How come every time a new episode starts, it feels like it's been months? Yeah, I have no idea. I was, I, I have no, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Part of me feels like they filmed over the course of like six months and we're seeing some timelines six months later and some timelines at the beginning and these things are not happening at the same time. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Mariah really went to LA at the same time or like came back at the same time. Olivia and Ethan went to Cairo and that's at the same time. That could be why the kids don't seem upset about the separation. I kind of think maybe, too, not- like maybe that's like later on. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's something that we'll have to we'll have to dig into. We'll yeah, have to really dissect these episodes. We well, that's our that's our that's purpose. Yeah, that is our job. What we're here to do. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who else is going to just dissect them? Yeah. So Easily. if you're all if you're out there and you're also wondering what the timeline is of the Plathville episodes, we got you. Yeah, we'll figure this out once figure and for all. We'll do a big announcement, a reveal. Well, like a conspiracy theory board exactly but sign up for the patreon to get the end result Mm -hmm. yeah that's where we're gonna have the timeline reveal (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna tease it on here but you gotta gotta yeah we're gonna it's gonna be like so it turns out it'll all happened and then the episode ends and you're on the edge of your seat you've got to go pay ten thousand dollars on our patreon monthly fee to get it we're trying Monthly to make money here. Dollars. Oh yes, we are. Oh yes, we are. It's no joke here in New York City, baby. Oh, that was pretty much the episode. Yeah, we. Um, next week we'll probably have some updates about other reality shows happening. But yeah. today was all about the Plaths, and we can't apologize for that because, like we said, that's our job. That is our job. That's what we came to do. We came to do investigative journalism on the Plaths. Yeah, and like, you know, all these other shows, Kardashians, All-Stars Drag Race, Dance Moms, they really come second to the plots. Yes, they do. You're not going to pretend they don't. I won't. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.